How we doing, everybody? It is Transformation Thursday in the house, and I'm so glad that you're here. I am excited because, and I always say that, I apologize. I've listened back a few different times, and just I understand that I'm always excited, so kudos to that. You're not the first to notice, but I am so excited because this is the first update, the very first update for the good old hashtag 365 experiment. So the great thing about these updates is that we're going to go through like a breakdown of pretty much what results we're seeing, or at least in the past week, what's been taking place, what changes do we recognize, and I'm just going to go about discussing just simply the fact that just because a scale says a certain weight, don't get all caught up on it, don't get all frustrated with it, just because a particular reading is weird or whatever it's not the end of the world i'm just speaking from experience because that's what i notice when i do these things and i look back at what i was eating when i was walking when i was weighing all that stuff all that stuff is is a factor but the biggest thing to know is that when you see a change and it's going down that's a good thing Or if you see something going up in a bad way, you know, maybe you can do some more research and find out why it might be happening. So you almost become your own little doctor. You almost become your own little uh, nutritionist or fitness coach by doing that kind of thing. So let's just jump right in. Uh, This one is actually going to be the funniest picture or pictures of the evening slash day. And it is right here. Boom. Look at that. It's fun looking at myself. Let's see if I can zoom in. I don't know if I can. Nope, can't zoom in. But you can see hardly any change, which is normal. I assumed so. I I might actually just leave the left one, you know, leave the left one there and then have the right one change every week kind of thing because the left one is the first one the right one is this current update so really there's not much a different much of a difference as you can see but you do you do see a little difference in like the lower waistline there's less of like a little belly fat uh i was trying to look at my arms as well i try to put in at least one little 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 flex but uh, for the most part, it's just it's just super subtle. Uh, and what's funny, though, is is I feel better. That's the main thing. It's such a drastic change in how I feel. So that to me is more important than any number or any picture. But at the same time, we're going to use these pictures as a reference because I want you to see what I feel. So bam. Done and done. All right. So now we're going to get into... Well, actually, before I do that, let me... I'm going to go to the first little slide here, but uh, I got to zoom in on each one, which is unfortunate, but... So 
So right off the bat, you can see my weight. And like I said, full disclaimer in the beginning was just because your weight says, you know, you're 178, 179. If you go to the doctor and they weigh you and you're not 178, 179, you're 182, 183. Don't get upset. Don't get mad. Don't be frustrated. The good thing is that you can see that curve going down. That's that's the important thing to me. I like to look at the, the changes. So don't, when you do these readings, when you weigh yourself and you do these readings or you're doing your blood pressure, you're doing your calories or your carb intake, whatever, you want to look at the differences in the first reading and the last reading. So that's how I look at all these things, because I know a lot of people would harp on, oh, yeah, those certain scales that, you know, shoot electric little shock through your body and then do the whole BMI and fat percentage. Those don't mean shit. You know, those don't actually tell you really what what BMI you have or what fat percentage. And that's fine. Like haters going to hate. That's all good. What I look at is, is it changing for the better? That's how I interpret these things. So I just want to reiterate those things multiple times because that to me, like I said, is the most important part. So, yeah. So you can see we started the week off 178, 79, went a little bit up or sorry, 178 was here. 179 was the third dot, went back down to like 177, back to 178 and then it was like the scale, like started reading my body for real or something and dropped down to literally 175.5. So it was kind of funny that it was that drastic. And then even though I didn't put it on this, this chart today, I was actually 177. So I went back up now. I probably should have printed out the picture of, of my scale weighing thing because a lot of the times when I'm consistent is usually when I weigh myself at the same time. So what I try to do is essentially weigh myself right before I eat every day. So it's for the most part, I'm usually, you know, have walked in the morning or at least I've been intermittent fasting since the night before. And that to me is going to be the most consistent when it comes to my weight. So when you jump around like, oh, I weighed myself right when I woke up, I weighed myself at noon, and then I weighed myself right before I went to bed over the course of multiple days, you're probably going to get different readings and it's probably going to mess with your head. So just pick a time to do it and, and your readings will hopefully be more consistent on your lifestyle and when you work out and when you wake up. Uh, ironically, I did not even... Uh, I'm a hypocrite because I didn't do that this week. Uh, I think the last few times, so the ones I had 175.5 and then even 177, I I actually forgot in the morning or I forgot right before I ate. Then I ate food. I still worked out and I did this other stuff. But at night when I weighed myself, that's actually when I showed the weight loss, which was interesting. I was like, oh, that's weird. I would think it would be the exact opposite. But... Yeah. And then the 177, I actually, it was like at one o'clock and I had just eaten and I was like, dang it, I better, I better eat 
or a better way. <laughs> so I don't forget. Uh, cause I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to not have it in here. I didn't, I want to, I wanted to have the line going somewhere, not just stopping. So, but as you can see, weight is chilling. I wasn't expecting any drastic change, but you know, less is better. A couple pounds is better than nothing. And, uh, we'll get into the specifics of, of exactly what I'm doing as we go through these slides, but you know, you're going to be surprised at how minimal something as like walking every day can, can change your weight or eating certain foods or not eating past a certain time can really, you know, help. So, um, okay. So we got body mass. So body mass, the BMI, it basically started, uh, 23.6 or something like that. Went up a little bit, came down, went back up and then dropped when my weight dropped to the 23.2 or three. Um, yeah, once again, these, these numbers aren't, uh, you know, the end all be all, but like I said, I like to look at the, what, what, what's changing? How is it changing? And so that to me is a reflection of, you know, my weight going down a little bit. Um, body fat percentage uh, actually stayed mostly the same up until that weight drop. And then it kind of creaked back up uh, when my weight went up again. So we're in between 19 and 18%. Uh, this is fun. I like this. This, this is from the cardio app uh, for my blood pressure. And as you can see, I just love the way they, they show these, these two, um, you know, parameters of your, your blood pressure, but you know, guys, my, my blood pressure was really bad starting this and I wasn't like too concerned, but what was funny is I, I actually had, I have never had these kinds of readings even before when I was losing the 60 pounds, when I started, granted, I started three or four months into my weight loss for the year, but, you know, I didn't have readings up in the, you know, grade one hypertension. So to see that right off the bat was kind of scary for me because one, my wife is very adamant about me watching my cholesterol and she cares a lot about my heart. She doesn't want anything to go wrong, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of, I had to like keep doing the readings and just in case I didn't say it already, uh, when I do my blood pressure, I do three counts. So they do three different readings and they average them out. And then I do one in the morning and one at night. So, yeah, so those are averages of not only the three from the morning, but also the three at night. Because you can see December 31st, January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd. There's no double ups on days, so I just assume they're averaging them all out. So, but obviously, as you see, as the days go on, it goes down. Uh, that one, the 129 was actually a day where I had just done yoga and I worked out, or sorry, and I did push-ups. 
And then I just decided, oh, I'm going to do my blood pressure right now. Like my heart was still racing and I know that shouldn't matter, but, um, yeah, it was, it was up there. And so I just assumed that it was because I had just worked out slash was, you know, using my blood. Uh, and then the 126 one, I think I ate, I ate some food that, um, like the Saturday, which day was Saturday, the 5th. Today's the 10th, five days ago. Yeah. Um, so the fifth as well, other than me, were, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. I spoke too soon. The 129 was the day that, and you'll see it, but I carbo-loaded. I, 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 delayed, I delayed my eating. I've already talked about this before, but I delayed my eating. Kind of had to do with that emotional, motivational Monday podcast. When I delayed my eating... I ended up eating the Beyond Meat Burger from Carl's Jr., but I forgot to ask for no bun, and I was late to this event, so I couldn't, you know, go back, and I just had to, you know, whatever. I, I know what's going to happen, so I just assumed, you know, I'm just going to face this little carbo load really quick and and go on with my day, but obviously it had bigger repercussions than I thought. Uh, but that was what that 129 was. And then the 126 was the day that I was doing yoga and I just did push-ups and it literally, yeah, it did that. It, it had a higher reading than I was used to. Um, I still believe it was in health or it was in normal, but it was on like the cusp of hitting grade one hypertension. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, it's going way down now after only, you know, a handful of days walking and eating a certain way and intermittent fasting and, you know, sleeping on a certain schedule. So we're down to, you know, from 135 over 93 down to 112 over 67. I mean, that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm sure those kinds of changes aren't going to happen a lot, um, mostly just right now. So um, anyways, uh, and then here's my heart rate. Now we're back to the health app on Apple. So I didn't mention that, but this is the health app. For Apple, other than the last one we just saw. Uh, so my heart rates, uh, lowest was around 49, it looks like. And then the highest was 178. That was Tuesday. I think that was, yeah, that was when I was doing that workout. And I was reading, again, doing my readings for my blood pressure. And ended up taking my heart rate. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, this is kind of cool. Kind of just shows, you know, the resting heart rates over the week 53 to 62 um we've got the walking average so i'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a little bit once we get to a certain slide but i really don't walk fast um you know this is probably tmi but i've realized that if i walk fast um i have to go to the bathroom like really bad so there was a point where i was trying to walk 140 beats per minute, uh, 145. And what would happen is like my digestion would just some, for some reason increase. I did kind of blame it on the food for a while. Cause I, I assumed that I was eating more fatty foods or more protein. And so my body was just adjusting, but it got to a point where I'd have to like sit down on the side of the road and have my wife come and pick me up because I just couldn't walk. I, I literally, had to drop a deuce 
and I couldn't because I'm on a walk in the middle of the, you know, the neighborhoods and it was still like a couple miles away from my house. So there was times where, you know, I, I just didn't know what to do. So I ended up starting to slow down. And a lot of times now what I do is I, I, it's bad, but I, I, I'm on my phone like the whole time I'm walking. So other than listening to a podcast or I do studying or I listen back to these podcasts or, you know, watch a few videos that we post. So other than that, you know, I'm, I'm on my phone. And what that does is it actually forces me to walk slower. So initially, you know, like I, like I was saying, I was, I was usually walking faster. And so now that I don't, it reflects in my BPMs because when I'm walking, I, I'm not, I'm not going fast. I'm around a hundred. So, um, yeah, I think it says, is that the average? Yeah, that's the average. Um, and then, so as you look at the workouts, uh, 58 to 178. So that's yoga. That should be yoga and, uh, walking. So I haven't done a hike yet. Um, but if I do a hike, I'm sure 178, you're going to see that you're going to see that max more often. Um, exercise minutes. Uh, I've got an average. Now, I think, I don't think this is an average per day. Or maybe it is. Or maybe it's the average. I feel like it's the average of all of them combined for the year. Because there was a few readings where I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Or that seems high. Um, like it almost seems like I'm in beast mode all the time, but, um, regardless, one seven, one forty six, um, you know, it's a little over two hours and, you know, roughly I will walk, you know, around two hours a day. Um, and that's multiple walks a day. So sometimes I'll, I'll walk to the store and back. Sometimes I'll walk to the post office and back. I'll walk to, you know, a shopping center and back. And then, and then my regular walk as well, um, or Disneyland, you know, my wife and I go to Disneyland we always throw our readers on, um, on there too, because why not? Um, but yeah, 146, you know, no crazy highs, um, as of yet. Uh, this was cool. I didn't notice this one before, but so this kind of shows you, all the different uh, activity rings in one little picture, which is cool. And as you can see, oh, wow. So Wednesday, I guess I didn't meet my stand goal. Oops. Um, that that day I was probably, oh, you know what? That day, ooh, that was the day I slept in. Yep. I, I broke my 365 experiment rule and I didn't wake up early. Like I woke up early a few times and I just never like got out of bed. So I thought my wife was going to work early and then it didn't happen. And then it just, it got, I got lazy. So, um, bad, bad on me, but, uh, I'm actually more motivated than ever to keep getting up early. So one out of however many days it's been 10 days isn't too bad, you know, and that's going to happen when you, when you try things like this and you, you're trying to do a 365 anything, you're trying to do a resolution, you're trying to do a year long thing, or, you know, if you're, 
if you're a Christian and you fast or you're just a normal person who fasts and you break your fast, the best thing you can do is just get right back on. Don't even trip. Don't even be convicting yourself or, you know, condemning yourself for for being human. Like I knew from the get go, I wasn't going to do every single thing every day, but the fact that I can get it to a certain point where it almost feels so natural, like even just before doing this, there were certain things in my routine already that I wasn't even marking down. I just knew I did it. I knew I did my blood pressure in the morning. I knew I did whitening my teeth. I knew I weighed myself. Like those were things that I didn't have to worry about, you know, writing down, like making sure that I'm keeping track because I was already, it's already ingrained. It's already becoming a part of my routine, but after 21 days definitely will be. And then after like six months to a year, I'll probably want to add more things. Um, that's kind of just the way I am. So, um, but yeah, I, I just like this graph. It was cool. And, uh, yeah, other than that Wednesday morning stand goal, um, yeah, hit all my rings. Woohoo. Um, stand hours. Yep. Yeah. So as you can see, I did the eight hours that Wednesday, hit the 12 every other day. Average is 13. Walking, running distance, 11.4 miles. So see, like I said, uh, I ain't averaging 11.4 miles a day. That's crazy. But um, there was a day on Saturday, as you can see, that, um, and, I, and I believe this is, this is like walking without reading it as a workout and then also reading it as a workout. So the the day on Saturday was the day that I postponed my eating. I'd actually walked to Garden Grove from Orange and back. And so that's like, it's like four miles each way, three and a half. And so that eight-ish miles plus just other stuff that I had been doing that day, walking, whatever, is the reason why it's that high. It's almost 15 miles. But to, for it to say average 11.4, it's not a day. It's over the course of all of them put together divided by the number of days in the year. So, or, you know, so far this year. Um, or at least this week. I'll figure it out. Uh, resting energy. So it's kind of cool. Uh, the average amount of calories that I burn a day is almost 2000, which is kind of cool. Um, other than that Wednesday, man. So it goes to show you the one day I don't wake up early, right? The one day I, you know, my occupational wellness side of, of the 365 experiment, the one day I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Look what happens versus every other day. It was fine. All my stand goals were there. Obviously I'm burning 2000 calories. So that little shift, man, really does a lot. Now, active energy. Uh, other than that, Saturday was around 12, 12.50, um, other than Wednesday. But, yeah, it's cool to see, you know, how many calories that, that I end up burning. And this is literally just from walking, doing some yoga slash stretching, like minimum 15 to maybe max 30 minutes a day. And then I do want to add in some more upper body stuff, maybe some more, um, you know, pull-ups, uh, deadlifts, 
maybe planks um, other than in yoga. But I feel like yoga planks are different than the planks I'm talking about. Uh, and then the steps average 21,000, <laughs> which sounds like so much, but I know it's not. Um, but yeah, having the lowest be like 14 and the max being like 28. That makes sense. Uh, okay, so here's here's why I mentioned the walking, um, the walking thing, because uh, oh, and I don't have the chart. Dang it! Um, I think I have my phone though. So what the V? I looked up the VO two max thing, and really what it comes down to is is you know how much how much energy you're you're you know you're using uh, during your walks. And so here's the picture. Let me unplug this. So here's the picture. And then for everyone listening, um, so I'm going to read it first and then I'll show you guys. But so maximum oxygen uptake norms for men. And that's for the VO2 max here. Um, for a person 26 to 35 or a man 26 to 35. Uh, I, the below average reading is 35 to 39, um, averages 40 to 42. But as you can see, I'm basically right below average. And the reason why this doesn't really concern me is that once again, I don't walk very fast and that's not because I don't want to. It's just because like we've discussed, I noticed that when I did walk fast, like speed walk, essentially what it was doing was just, it was speeding up my my digestion to a point where I couldn't even work out. So I would rather walk slower and have a, a worse VO2 max reading than, than, uh, than to have a better VO2 reading, but have to go to the bathroom every time I walk. So... Uh, that being said, um, it is increasing a little bit. We almost hit 40. Um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe if I start walking a little bit quicker, um, you know, just because, you know, maybe 120, try to stay around 110, 120 versus 100. Um, you you might see, and I, cause I would like to, I would like it to be average 40 to 42. I would like that. Uh, but it, it, once again, if it, if it starts affecting you know, my digestion, then I'm not going to even, I'm going to go back. So, but once again, too, the, the funny thing about my walks is that I, I'm on my phone more. A lot of my walk is just, I'm on a sidewalk and I literally go straight on one street for like two miles at least. And then same thing back two miles, well, two miles. And then I go around the orange circle and, it's this little roundabout area with all these shops. But, you know, other than walking across the street a few times, I'm, I'm not in danger. Sometimes I've walked into signs or I've walked into people. So other than that, um, I'm, I'm safe. But uh, it was cool to learn about the VO2 thing. Uh, workouts, it says average two hours and 43 minutes. That sounds about right. Um, I'm trying to remember the other reading 
it said miles, 11 point something miles, which seemed very, very high. But um, the walking hours here, that seems about average. I mean, there's some days where I'll walk, you know, three miles or sorry, three miles, three hours. So I'm, I'm guessing it was taking the Saturday one, even though it's lower here. But, um, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, when you when you commit to walking, I mean, you got to walk. And if you're not, uh, if you're not, uh, yeah, if you're not doing a couple hours, then you're, you're not going to see, you know, a drastic weight loss. So that's, that's about it. Or maybe you don't have the time. If you don't have the time to walk like this, then maybe hiking is better for you because then you'll, uh, you'll be able to have your body, you know, which is actually better for your body, but you'll have, you'll have more calories burned and and all that stuff. Um, so now we're going into the diet, starting off with the good old carbohydrates. And there's my Saturday, literally Carl's Jr. Burger with bread. And then my wife and I, I had, um, we got wings from this Korean, uh, barbecue place. And which sounds funny now that I say it, but it's, it's like a, a mix of Korean and then like a wing place. They've got some other like noodle ramen dishes and uh, other things like that but their main thing is like this these like nice chicken wings that they they cater to the korean sauces but yeah i had these habanero freaking jalapeno wings they were so good except for the fact that they were completely breaded and dipped in all this freaking sugary habanero sauce with the habanero or with the jalapenos sprinkled on top um, I like the little spice. I'm no, I'm no champion when it comes to eating tons and tons of, of hot and spicy things, but I like, I like to challenge myself. So, but that was my Saturday. Like I've said in our, uh, Monday podcast, you know, made me super emotional and depressed the next day. That Sunday was brutal. Uh, it wasn't even like detoxing wise, the sugar detox, there was nothing to do with that. It was literally like, I felt insecure and depressed and no food is worth that. And I feel bad because there's people out there that don't know carbs do that, you know? And if you're, I mean, if your body's used to it, then, then maybe you're fine. And maybe you've gotten used to those mood swings or you won't have those mood swings as much, but your body's definitely in a state of you know, using the glucose more than the fat as fuel and protein. So my body isn't used to that. And so when I get carbs, it just messes with me. Um, but yeah, those are my carbohydrates, um, cholesterol. Uh, I'm going to go into detail a little bit more about cholesterol in a, in a future podcast, uh, for today. I just wanted to kind of, you know, show you, um, you know, show you what, uh, mine is, um, as you can see, it got way worse. The more the weeks went on. Um, I, I know that's because I'm, I'm trying to really, you know, force the, the keto thing to a point where I will eat more fat and protein, uh, than carbs. Um, which sounds funny cause that's the point, but you know, I don't have to use butter all the time, you know, especially when I cook my eggs, I feel like if I use coconut oil, even though it has as much, if not more of the saturated fats, 
than than uh, regular butter. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't like blend with the food as well. So when I'm done cooking with coconut oil, there's still a good amount of coconut oil chilling in the pan. So that just makes me think, okay, well, even though I'm using it to lubricate the pan, it's not actually going into my food as much. So I'm probably intaking less. It's kind of the way I think about it. Um, but you know, I, I quickly did some LDL HDL research before this and LDL, which is the loser, the loser cholesterol. Um, I don't want that obviously. Um, but there's a few HDLs that I, that I do want to add. I know off the top of my head, like, you know, nuts is one of them. Um, but I think avocados in it too. Could be wrong. But I'm going to do some more research on that, add that into my diet, and then we're going to see if my my cholesterol kind of weans down. Um, uh, but there is good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. So, you know, keep that in mind before you guys freak out. I mean, those numbers are high. 740 is not good. It should be 200. And 40 to 60 of those should be the the good you know, HDL ones, or at least 60, I think, at least 40, but if I can get it up above 60, so I'm trying to remember, um, yeah, I think 200 is, is the goal, or maybe not the goal, but the max, um, 100 might be the goal, and then 40 to 60 of those should be the good, cholesterol so uh anyways more on that in the future uh this was funny uh i don't really care about fiber honestly i really it's not really an issue for me um you know if i really needed more fiber i just or i needed to clear out my system i just walk really fast <laughs> but you can see here the fiber is super high 12.5 and i was trying to figure out like oh why was that you know so that the hashtag 365 experiment, I, I really want it to not just be, you know, to lose weight or my resolution is like, I want this to be an experiment that you can reflect on the data later. So even if you just read all this shit um, or record all the shit for the whole year and then you go back and look at it just to see, oh, when that X, you know, when that event happened or when I had that stress or when X, Y, and Z happened, how was my sleep? What was my cholesterol? How, what was my average in, in exercise and workouts? You know, like that's the important part about this. Um, I know there's a saying with, with, with just doing studies as like a scientist and that, you know, good research is good data, you know, like a good experiment is good data. So that's what we're trying to teach ourselves here as we do these things. Because before I had this watch, before I had this, or before I even had the iPhone health app, I didn't think about any of this stuff ever. And then once I was, once I learned about it, it's interesting when you learn about things, how you get excited. So I think as human beings, and especially for our wellness, the more things we find out what excites us, the better. Because if you know you get excited when you do, you know, like I play guitar, 
I just played guitar for the first time this whole year, which sounds funny, but it's, you know, been 10 days, but I haven't played since, you know, probably October, November. And so when I played guitar today, it was very therapeutic, but it was also very fun. And I, I can get lost. I can just keep playing for hours and hours and hours. I just make up stuff and it's fun. But, you know, that's kind of how I feel about looking at this data. Like I could sit there and look at everything for hours and it just trips me out because I don't want to be a doctor. I don't, you know, necessarily want to be a nutritionist or um, I would love to get my primal health coaching institute certificate qualifications. And that's something I'm definitely going to strive for in the next few years. But, you know, just looking at the data is almost as important as learning what it means or understanding it and applying it to your life. So just as we do these kinds of things, find out what gets you excited. Like the change in my fiber was got me excited to the point where I went and I looked at my food because I was like, what was I eating that day to make that happen? And this was the day that my wife and I went to uh, Earth Cafe down the street. They just opened it up at the Orange Circle. And, and I did my best to get all the ingredients. Um, you know, I didn't get everything. But, you know, right off the bat, this, and I've never heard of this, but butter lettuce, uh, which is like an organic living type of lettuce, um, was was one of the main factors because it's got a lot of it's got a lot of fiber um you know but i had you know i had green beans as well um i think the dressing and the and the olives did a little bit uh but even also had some spinach dip some celery sticks later that day um so but yeah that that just batch of of butter lettuce man it like you know it gave me the that fiber and they're known for having really organic healthy non-HMO kind of ingredients. So, um, yeah, just like I said, the data just excited me. So, um, protein, good old protein. We, we're roughly in between hundred and 150, which is normal. Um, anything below a hundred for me, I, I, I get hungry. So for, for me to look at my protein and go, okay, cool. Everything I was eating every day uh, basically fulfilled that side of of my, you know, intake that I needed. And, you know, anything more than 150, I'm, I I definitely don't feel hungry the next day. I actually feel like, like crap, like bloated. Um, but anything below 100, I'm, I'm like starving the next day. So, um, yeah, just cool to see that. Um, you know, half the days I was in the middle at 125 ish. Um, the other half was at my max and then one at my low. So, um, just cool to see that sodium, never a good thing to see high sodium 4,000. I think I ate, uh, the Tuesday thing was, was earth cafe, but I had the pork rinds. I had, um, I had the spinach dip that was frozen. So that's, that's what that is. So, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to go above like 1500, 2000 max. And here I am 3000, 4000, um, that one Saturday, Sunday, I can't remember what I had, but, um, yeah, you know, this is, this is a good indication that I need to watch what I'm eating 
Now, it's not going to kill me right now, but if I did that every day, um, total fat, Saturday was the biggest, of course, because I carbo-loaded. Uh, my average is, says 94.8 grams. Um, I believe Mark Sisson says 50 to 55% of his, of his entire calorie intake is from fat. Um, I can't really, off the top of my head, think how many grams of food that I eat, but if I have, well, I think it's different for, for, uh, the different types of, of food, um, whether it be fat, carbs, protein, but, um, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head what my happy medium is, but I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming 70 to 100 is probably a good amount for me. On Monday, I didn't have any any fat. That's funny. Uh, oh, cool. And I think this is, uh, is this the last one? Yeah, last one. So then we're going to talk about, this, talk about sleep. Um, and I'll clarify why this reading looks so weird. But the way the sleep app works from your watch to your phone is you know when you wear the watch it can figure out at least when you stop moving so once you stop moving you have a you have a little you actually you set the the parameters so you set the time that you want to go to sleep and the the time you want to wake up and all it does to analyze your sleep is it it figures out when you stop moving so if i if i went to sleep later than noon or sorry noon if i went to sleep later than midnight and i was moving around and stuff it would indicate that which as you can see last wednesday you know i didn't go to sleep till almost two o'clock um and then that thursday that thursday i feel like i wasn't wearing my watch so i was charging it until 4 a.m like i woke up at 4 a.m grabbed my watch put it on went back to sleep and then uh yeah, it, it stops at 6.30. So even if I sleep in till 7, 7.30, it's not going to show that. It's just going to show the parameters that I set it set for it. So on Saturday, though, I'm pretty sure I didn't have my watch on at all. So I probably put it on like right before I got up. But Saturday, though, I did a garage sale. So I was up. I was up by like, I think, 5 a.m., and then I was setting up for it and, you know, walking around by 7 a.m. doing the garage sale thing. So, but you can see the rest of the days I was asleep either before midnight or right at midnight. And then I woke up or at least I slept until 630. So there was no crazy early mornings there. Um, but yeah, the average there when it says four hours and 45 minutes i mean that's that's actually kind of accurate um the max other than that wednesday um where i slept like eight hours um you know i'm, I'm usually up by six between six and seven o'clock um granted the more i get excited about certain things of the day so if i'm if i know i'm doing a certain podcast or i know i'm uh I've got a task that I want to do on social media or some posting or some editing or whatever. 
Um, I mean, even look at my Twitch Twitch streams, you'll see that there's times where you know I'm I'm up doing Twitch stuff at six o'clock in the morning. It's like, why the hell would I do that? But uh, it's just the routine I get into. And I kind of like streaming in the morning because one, no one's up. And so I'm still getting my stream hours on on the Twitch side. But, um, you know, it just shows it shows you, you know, the dedication, hustle and work it takes to run SoCal QOL, um, my personal brand. And then even um, I'm starting a newer one um, for my guitar playing. So all three of those, you know there's material going on early in the morning and which is why, you know, for the most part, um, this is why my sleep looks like this because other than spending time with my wife and sleeping, you know, four to six hours a night, um, I'm trying to hustle. So, um, but yeah, that, that's the last of the, uh, little slides here. Um, but everybody else on the podcast, uh, I really hope that you enjoyed at least the verbal side of all that. I am going to figure out a way to to put up this data. Um, maybe I'll do each social media site. We'll have a batch of different ones. Um, but maybe I'll maybe I'll do the comparison one of me, you know, taking a picture of my my good old belly. Uh, maybe not, though. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll decide uh, later. But yeah, for the most part, that was a pretty in-depth look at the first week of the hashtag 365 experiment. Uh, you know, we're going to keep doing these updates, I believe, every week. I feel like there's enough data to reference and enough information to talk about and enough things to learn every single week as we're doing these things. So you know, with that being said, I don't want to bore you guys. I don't want to beat you guys over the head with it, but there's definitely going to be some revelations that are learned through this process. And I think it's better to document it every week this way than to just wait a year, make like a recap video, and then that's it. So um, that's my goal with these updates. So you know, if we don't do another Transformation Thursday next week and we just do a Transformation Tuesday, then I'll do the update then. Or, you know, maybe, I mean, yeah, that's probably just how it's going to be. Um, other than waiting two weeks and then doing it. So if I didn't do it next Tuesday or Thursday, maybe the next Tuesday after that. Uh, but we'll figure it out. We'll play with it. Um, you know, we, we always want to have new guests. We always want to have fresh material. We also don't want them all to be, you know, 40 to 40 minutes to, you know, an hour and a half every time. And we also don't want them always to be like 10 to 15 minutes. So just a, a nice little balance of things. That way, if you forget to listen or you're not able to listen to the podcast for a couple of days, hopefully there won't be three to five hours worth of stuff to listen to. There's only going to be, you know, a couple hours that way it's doable. So I always try to keep that in mind. I, I'm trying to keep, think about you guys and your retention and your time because your time is valuable. I know that. And so, you know, worst case scenario, you just have to pick and choose which ones you're going to listen to, whether it fits in your wellness objectives uh, for this year, that 
month, that week, that day. Um, but yeah, I am very appreciative of everyone, uh, who's going to follow me on this journey this year. And for anyone else, uh, in SoCal QOL who hops onto it as well, maybe they'll hop on and show their, uh, progression, um, every week, every month, every year, whatever, uh, we figure out. But for the first week, I think we did okay. Only a few setbacks and, um, but that's normal. You're gonna, you're gonna deal with this stuff and it's, it's okay. This is how it works. So thank you guys so much. SoCal QOL, we are out. Later.